there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So, it's a new year. I'm not going to talk too long today, although every time I say that, I end up talking kind of long, uh, <laughs> because I really just wanted to get back into the swing of things here myself, and I wasn't on the podcast last week. We had Christmas and New Year's and all that fun stuff, right? And so I didn't get on here at all last week. And quite frankly, what day is today? <laughs> right? How many are in that mode where you've been on Christmas break and you don't even know what day it is? And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I want to get a podcast episode out there because Friday's coming. And so I'm just winging it and talking about the new year and where we're at and what's been going on and, you know, what I'm vowing to do this year in the new year. And you'll all hear about that in just a minute. Um, But before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor. Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. We have used their homeschooling curriculum since the beginning of our homeschooling career 14 years ago. And I always highly recommend their products. Even if you are not a homeschooler, go check out Apologia. At Apologia.com, you will find lots of resources for the Christian family. So today I wanted to just talk about a little bit. What's, we have a lot going on here that I want to share with you guys before we even get into the swing of things here. Number one, big, big news. The Simply Living for Him devotional is available on Amazon. This devotional, I am not going to lie, was a labor of love. Emphasis on the word labor. But yes, emphasis on the word love too, because I really, really had such a heart to get this out there. Part of me is just so unprofessional when it comes to these things, because when I get an idea, I just want to do it. Like I had the idea to do this devotional. And as I was writing it, I was just like, I want to get this out there. I really want this to um, encourage women to get in the word. And I don't do anything the traditional way, you know, as a as a writer and um, an author, there's like a whole bunch of things you're supposed to do when launching a book, you know, marketing wise, you're supposed to have a launch team and a launch party and get all kinds of people to review your book and send it to people. I don't do any of that. I'm just I'm just being real with you guys. I don't do any of that. Because when I wrote my original books, um, Years and years ago, I had no intention of being an author. I was just a mom writing down my thoughts about homeschooling. And I wrote Called Home, and I did not have a marketing plan, a business plan. I didn't even know anyone would read it. And that book has had longevity in the homeschooling world. It continues to sell on Amazon. It continues to bless other moms. I've sold thousands and thousands of copies. And so you know, that's all God. And yes, I want the book in the hands of many because I truly believe in the message of this devotional, which is to have less clutter and more joy. And most of all, the purpose of this devotional is to get women in the word. Um, 
So yes, while I do want it in the hands of many, and it would be wise to have some kind of strategy, you know, business strategy. I'm just being honest, I didn't have one. Uh, <laughs> so we kind of quietly launched it out there. Um, go big launch party, launch team, any of that stuff. I'll probably be doing a little more fun stuff in this coming month. Um, but I really just, it's like I said, I get an idea in my head and I just wanted it out there. And I was like, I mean, who launches a book the week between Christmas and New Year's? Nobody. <laughs> but I did. And it was solely because I just, I couldn't wait to get it out there. And part of that couldn't wait to get it out there had so many problems because it just felt like everything was hard every step of the way. You know, I'm self-publishing. I had the opportunity to publish this with a traditional publishing company and I didn't go that route. I just said to Steve, you know what, let's just do this on our own. This way I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to worry about like, you know, sales numbers and like I said, all that businessy stuff. I just want this in the hands of my readers and women and hopefully women all over the world. And so um, here we are, you know, Steve and I trying to self-publish and it is a lot of work and there was so many things that went wrong, so many obstacles in the way. And we just had problem after problem. So I am thankful that it is finally out there now. Um, it has been at the top. Today was number five in new devotionals on Amazon. And again, like me, who is not very professional, I didn't check it when it first released and it sold a lot on the first day. So I'm pretty sure it was probably number one that day, but I didn't check the list. <laughs> so today, when it's not selling as many, I checked the list and it's number five. And like I said, I'm not a woman, uh, a numbers woman. I really, I don't care, except that I do care that it gets into the hands of women. Um, because I really believe that if I put God first in my business and in my ministry, that he will have everything fall into place. He will have every woman who needs this book or who he wants to have this book will have this book. So that being said, it is available on Amazon. It's over 400 pages. I would love for you to have it, get it in your hands. It just feels good. It's like one of those books you have in your hands. I just want to carry it around. <laughs> it just feels good. Um, what is unique about this devotional is there are four pages for each of the 100 devotions. So there's either a scripture, well, there is a scripture, it's either a verse or a passage um, where we have ample space, three pages for you to take notes, to write down prayers, to spend time with the Lord first. That was the purpose of this devotional. I want to get women in the word. Sure, I want women to read my writing and my encouragement, but I want them in the word first because what God has to say is far more important than what I have to say. So I didn't want to make it like the typical devotional where I write something about the passage and tell you what to pray and then you never really spend time with the Lord. I wanted it to be where... You spent time with the Lord and then listened to what I had to say. And perhaps that would give you some encouragement or insight. If you've enjoyed my stories, my speaking, my writing over the years, that's what you're getting in these 100 devotions. So it is uniquely designed for you to spend time with God first. I'm not telling you what to pray. There's ample space there for you to write your own prayers um, and take notes. And so I would love for it to get in the hands of every woman out there. Um, I will link in the podcast 
notes to the um, devotional. You can obviously also just go to Amazon, put in Simply Living for Him devotional. It'll come up. If you do like it I, um, and it blesses you, I would encourage you to leave a review on Amazon and um, also to let me know. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. So that is out there and that is ready. So that was going on over Christmas break on top of my daughter being home from college. I'm going to tell you guys, I had no idea that the first year of having a child at college was an emotional roller coaster. I had no idea going into this year that this year was going to be so full of different emotions up and down. You all know I had a hard time when she left in August, right? The first few days were hard. There's no other way around it. They were hard. I grieved. As the semester went on, I was thrilled because I saw that God was working and God is faithful and he is... um he is right there with her. So as the semester went on, I started to feel so much joy and I wasn't sad anymore because I saw that she is exactly where she needs to be. I cannot tell you how much growth has taken place in three months. I can't imagine four years of this because just so much has happened in the three months that she's there. She's done exceptionally well in her classes. She's done more importantly, exceptionally well in life, handling things and just being independent. And it's it's a dream. So all that's wonderful. And in fact, she came home at Christmas for her break. And I almost felt sad when she got home. I almost felt like, wow, <laughs> she's coming home. And I felt sad for her because she has a whole life out there now, and it's where she belongs. And I really believe that she is where she belongs. So when she first came home, I mean, I was happy, obviously, to see her, but I almost felt sad for her because I said, oh, honey, I know you're sad because you really do belong out there. And so she was home for three weeks, barely. It was like one day shy of three weeks. And um, you know, we had just, it just went... <sighs> It went by so fast. If you read my Instagram post from yesterday, and I believe it's on Facebook as well, you'll just see my heart was shattered <laughs> when she left because I felt like it went so fast. Like Christmas break has always gone fast every year, you know, because my husband doesn't work that week between Christmas and New Year's and everything is different. You're having parties and you're visiting with friends and family and you're eating all the treats and you're doing all the fun stuff. And it's just like this little bubble of joy, right? And so it always goes really fast. And I'm always sad come January 1st when it ends. This time was like exponentially more because she had to leave on New Year's Day. So as the days were approaching, I started to feel this sense of dread. Like, I can't believe she's going back. I had just gotten used to her being home. So here I went from kind of sad that she had to leave her her life behind for her. But then once I had her home, I was so used to her being here. And we were a family of six again and doing all of our fun stuff. And it just, I started to feel this sense of dread. And I did what I would recommend everyone does when you're in these kinds of situations, whether it's your child coming home from college or whatever situation you're in that's hard. I reached out to people and I asked them to pray. I was completely honest. I didn't try to cover it up and say, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just reached out to people and I was like, I need prayer. You know, I I humbly ask for a prayer because 
I knew I wasn't going to get through it. I, I was feeling this dread. I was starting to get depressed. I was starting to feel sad because it felt like she had just come home and we were making this little Christmas bucket list of all the things we were going to do over Christmas break, you know, make cookies, visit friends, like do all these things. I'm like, we were just making our little list and now it's over. It went so fast. I mean, so fast. And so <clears throat> as the day was approaching for her to leave, I was just starting to get so down. So I reached out. I texted some friends. I told Steve, I was like, I'm being honest. I know I shouldn't be wallowing and I shouldn't be dreading and I shouldn't be sad, but I need prayer because I am. And I have to tell you what, Um, yesterday I was sad but I got through it. And I felt like I was literally supernaturally carried by prayers because I was able to let her go <laughs> without tears. I was able to get through the day without doing what I normally do, which is retreat to my room and curl up in a ball and be sad. Um, and I'm just being honest because I know there's other people out there that, you know, that's how they cope. So I, I just, I don't believe in keeping these things a secret. Get it out in the open because... Satan flees when we get it out in the open, right? And so um, she went back yesterday and, you know, you have that feeling. This is what I wrote about on Instagram. After the Christmas decorations get put away, we always put ours down on New Year's Day. The house looks so empty. Well, it was like tenfold yesterday. It wasn't just looking empty because the decorations were down, but it was because she was gone. Her stuff was gone. You know, everything, it just, it was empty. And I said, you know, I could either choose to wallow in that emptiness or I can choose to have joy in Jesus who fills all of our emptiness, right? When we put the Christmas decorations away after Christmas, we don't have to be um, depressed and sad that everything doesn't look, you know, festive anymore because we have Jesus. We have the joy that we had at Christmas can last all year round. And so I remember what life was like before Jesus, and that emptiness never went away. It was like the day after New Year's all the time, right? That emptiness. And so I could be sad yesterday, but at the same time, I could also have joy. Joy and sadness can coexist because I have Jesus. And I know that even though in the day I felt sad that she was leaving, and I think I especially was sad because this time, this semester, she's not coming home at all, hardly. She'll be home, I think, twice. She's going um, to Ireland over her spring break and with her school. And um, she won't be coming home until May. There's like two tiny times she'll be coming home for either a day or the weekend. Um, so I think that was especially why it was hard. But anyway, so I could have sadness that, you know, this exciting time was over, but I could also relish in the fact that God is working in her life and that we all have Jesus. I mean, what else is there in life, right? And so joy and sadness can coexist. And today I'm feeling much better. And I'm like, you know what, this is life, we move on. And I heard a really good quote at a sermon recently. And it was like, we worship the idol of ease. Listen to that one. We worship the idol of ease. We basically live our lives trying to make things easier. We live our lives trying to avoid pain. We live our lives trying to avoid sadness. We live our lives trying to make things easier and comfortable and pleasurable. And when I look at Jesus's life, it wasn't easy and comfortable and pleasurable, right? 
except that he was doing the will of his father. And that is where the joy comes from. And that is where the um, pleasure comes from. And so the same thing for us, we can either choose to have a life where we are focused on me, 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 and I want pleasure, and I want ease, and I want comfort, comfort, or we can say, Lord, I'm yours today. Bring it on, right? And no matter what circumstance I'm in, I'm going to focus on living my life for you. And so that's what I'm vowing to do this new year. You know, everybody makes goals and resolutions, and those things are good. It's good to have goals. It's good to have resolutions. It's good to have like a new start at the new year and a new focus. And of course, I do have various goals for my ministry and various goals for my homeschool and various goals for my family, but those are ongoing. You know, um, it's a good time of at January 1st to sort of revisit them um, and, and plan for the year. But in the end, I'm really just my main goal for 2020 is to follow God. That's it. I want to follow him wherever he takes me. I want to follow him without worshiping the idol of ease. I want to follow him so that my focus every day isn't on how I feel, what I want, but on being in God's will. You know, we're reading The Hiding Place. I've talked about this so much on every episode, I think, recently in the past few weeks. And today, especially, I just had to stop in the middle of reading. I almost can't catch my breath when I when I read that book sometimes because I'm just so taken aback. And specifically... They're in the concentration camp and um, Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy, you know, I mean, they're just in, <laughs> they're in a concentration camp, right? So it's just horrific and, you know, situation, no freedoms, living and starving and all that stuff, um, barely living, right? Because what kind of life is this? Things I can't even wrap my brain around. In our comfortable American culture, I can't even wrap my brain around the fact that this is a real story. And so at one point, Betsy says to Corey, she says, isn't this, I forget the exact quote, I put it on Facebook today, but she says something to the effect of, isn't this the best way to spend our days? People, she's talking about being in a concentration camp. Isn't this the best way to spend her days? Corey says, literally in the book, she says, what are you talking about? I think I would have responded the same, right? And Corey Ten Boom, quite a woman of faith. And she even says, what are you talking about? And she says, if these people can be taught to hate, imagine how much they can be taught to love. <laughs> I can't even wrap my brain around that sense of humility and forgiveness and love. And boy, does she not worship the idol of ease. Can you even imagine being in a concentration camp and saying what, she's like saying like, what a day to be alive. What a place to live. We get to be around all of these people who she sees the people that are holding her prisoner as the ones suffering, not herself. Because she has Jesus, even though she's suffering earthly suffering. She sees them as suffering because she looks at them as wounded souls who are lost and need Jesus. Imagine she feels bad for them. And so her goal is to share Jesus with everyone she can and to share love and forgiveness. I mean, I can't wrap my brain around this stuff. And so 
in thinking about my New Year's goals this year, which is to follow God, I mean, this book could not have come, these words could not come sometimes at a better time to just like snap me into reality. See, we live in this like alternate reality of this earth and think that like, this is all there is, our ease, our comfort, me, 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 me. And it's like, no, that is not it. Our life purpose is to follow God. And I mean, I am just like this this new year, just thinking about that, like wherever he takes me, whatever that means every single day, it is time for me to get out of my little bubble of comfort and ease and let it just all be about him. Like every day, like, Lord, I would just want to be in your will. I want to be in your will wherever that takes me. See, a lot of times we get it backwards. We're like, Lord, this is what I want. Please let that be your will. That is not what how we are meant to live. We are meant to live with our arms wide open in surrender and saying, Lord, whatever is your will. So really, it's hard to make these big goals and plans because you ultimately don't know what tomorrow brings, but you know that God brings tomorrow, that he is in control. And that he is sovereign over every detail. And whether I have one minute left of my life or 40 years left, I want every breath I take to reflect Christ. To be because I know he has given me that breath and I will breathe out every breath back to him because I know that I only exist because he has me to exist. And nobody asks for sorrow and suffering. I'm not saying we need to be martyrs and we need to, you know, ask for it. But do we run away from things that aren't comfortable because we want what we want? And we're not looking to the one who will get us through all those things. So my goal this year is really just to follow God wherever he takes me. And I mean, this has been my goal, obviously. This is what I talk about all the time. But you know when sometimes you just have like this renewed fire? I mean, I've been I've been wrapped up a lot lately, you know? Like I, who doesn't? At Christmas time, you get wrapped up in all the stuff and all the, the things. And I'm just like, no, I don't want that. I mean... God has given me this life and I have the privilege to know him and it is my job now to make him known. So Lord, it's a new year. Do what you will with me. My goal is to follow you. That's it. So I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you're doing at the new year. I want to hear if you have a renewed sense of fire like I do if you have if you're desiring that if you're like no I'm this I'm just stuck in the same old but I want that I want to hear I want to continue that conversation so comment wherever you're hearing this like I said this wasn't going to be a long drawn out episode I just wanted to talk about the new year um like I said so much has been going on between Christmas and New Year and you know I'm barely holding it together this week like I said I didn't even know what day it was but next week will be a lot more (laughs) will be a lot more um 
focused back on, you know, the regular podcast every Friday with new episodes. You know, if you have ideas for episodes, you can always write them to me. If you have questions, I'd love to answer your questions on the podcast. So at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com, you can write to me. Um, And I will always be happy to answer questions or to address topics that you want to hear about. I want to make this podcast serve you better in 2020. So we'll be back next week with our regular Friday topics. Um, We will also be Um, I will be over there on social media again more. I I kind of was all over the place over the break. Um, But I also wanted to let you know the Simple Living for Him devotional is out. There's also a lot of opportunities in the spring starting in February that I'm going to be speaking where I would love to meet you. I will be speaking locally here by my home at my home church, Grace Bible Chapel in Chester, New Jersey on February 22nd. We're having a Women's Day event moving mountains. We're going to talk about women being in the word and how they can change the world. That was a little tongue twister. Women being in the word and how they can change the world. Um, It's a day event. It's a Saturday, February 22nd from 10 to 4. It is just a $10 suggested donation. Lunch is included by the lovely ladies at my church. So please, you'll need to register ahead. Get your ticket. You can find that also on my website. You can find that. um, I will put the link in the show notes here. And also... um, After that, I am speaking at the Homegrown Generations Conference, which is an online conference in February as well. You can find the information for that on my website. And then I'll be speaking at six of the seven Teach Them Diligently conventions for homeschooling uh, families, although Teach Them Diligently is not just for homeschooling families. It is for all families who are looking to disciple their children and raise this generation to know the Lord. Um, so while it is, you know, a homeschooling convention, there is so much more to it than just homeschooling. You will find um, oh, Tim Tebow is the keynote speaker in Nashville this year. Um, you know, you will find lots of amazing speakers that are not just speaking about homeschooling, but really about discipleship and parenting um, and teaching the next generation. So I'd love to see you at one of those events. All of the information is on my website. Um, and also one more Thing to share with you guys for the new year that I'm working on. The Bible-based homeschooling e-course has gone exceptionally well this year. So many families have wanted to see how you can use the Bible as your main textbook. And so we have families, we have so many families signed up right now that are um, involved in the e-course and that have been learning from the e-course. And I'm taking it further now. I'm actually writing unit studies. So if you want to do Bible-based homeschooling, and you just really want someone to tell you what to do, I'm writing 12-week unit studies to show you exactly how you can use the Bible as your main textbook for all ages. The first unit will be Genesis 1 to 6. And then we're going to be doing more on various books of the Bible. And I am beyond excited about this. This is something that I absolutely love to do. I love to create this. This has become such a joy for me. So you're going to hear more about that in the future. So the first one should be released in February. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. And um, we will be releasing that. And let's see, what else can I tell you? I think that's about it. You can go follow me over there on Facebook and on Instagram. I would love to get to know you more. Um, And like I said, my goal this year is really just to follow God. I'm excited to see what his purposes are for Simply Living for Him for me personally, um, but I just 
you know, I'm going to use this platform to encourage women to get back to the Word, to get back to Jesus. That's why I wrote the devotional, to have all women, you know, focused back on the Word of God, focused back on the things that matter most. So until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.